Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Goddess Gab. You're joined with Britt Bogues right now and... Chastity Nicole. Brittany Panache. And we have a really special guest today, Miss um, Fonda Bryant. Hello. Hello. Thank y'all guys for having me here. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming. And a fun fact about Miss Fonda, her son, Wes Bryant, who's also on WCNC, he'll be on tomorrow at 4.30? Yes, 4.30 with his uh, West Scott range. Yes, and he actually is a demon deacon like Brittany and I, so oh. go Deeks. Um, but I wanted to share a little bit about Fonda's background before we get started. So today's episode, we're going to chat about mental health. It's been on a lot of um, people's minds and hearts and just a hot topic lately. So um, Ms. Fonda is an expert, so let's get a little background on her. Okay. Do we want her to give her background? Well, I gave you a Oh, you want me to read? I can, or you can. Uh Okay. (laughs) So, Fonda Bryant is a mental health advocate, motivational speaker, and public figure who is also the founder of Sanity Not Vanity. So, I guess we'll get more into that. Um, When it comes to speaking out and up for the, up for... Speaking out and up for mental health issues, Fonda Bryant is the person you want in your corner. She's a true advocate dedicated to educating anyone in her path. She speaks passionately about mental health issues from firsthand experience and is not ashamed. Not only is she a mental health advocate, but she is also a person that was diagnosed with depression after a suicide attempt 23 years ago. Oh, praise God, she's here today. Thank you. Fonda has a story that needs to be heard. She tells her story in a way that is not only motivational, but also inspiring. Fonda has spearheaded numerous mental health events in the Charlotte community, partnering with the Charlotte Checkers, two Harley-Davidson locations, and her baby Sanity Not Vanity, an event she founded to bring awareness to the benefits physical fitness has on mental wellness that's awesome thank you when it comes to mental health and wellness she's a big component of what is this charlotte training cit oh the cit the crisis intervention team okay so cit is crisis intervention team training for charlotte police officers and all officers including working with the cmpd's chief putney did i say that right okay great she has been a volunteer with NAMI in AMI Charlotte for four years and recently in her second year as the state board of NAMI NC. Congratulations. Thank you, ma'am. She also volunteers with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, MHA of Central Carolinas, and is vocal about mental health, whether on television, in the newspaper, out in the public, or radio and now podcasts. With her passion for mental health and suicide prevention, she knows no boundaries. That is awesome. Thank That's you. Good thank, to know. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Today. Oh, I love being here. I love talking about mental health because hopefully someone listening uh, who's going through this will get help further for themselves or family member or friend. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I'm very thankful y'all have me here today. Definitely, definitely. 
Well, I know Brittany is more familiar with you than I am because <laughs> she recruited you here, and I've met you before um, at the news station, and you always had, well, the first time I met you, you had a very bright persona about you, and I know you're a very big advocate for mental health. This isn't just a trend for you because for oh, a lot of people, it's a trend, which I think is one thing that bothers me. Um today about mental mental health because it's like it's something now that we can all talk about and diagnose ourselves which I mean I feel like everybody goes through something but I also think you should seek therapy before you diagnose yourself with depression and anxiety and this that and the third um so I guess what do your biggest recommendation for someone who just doesn't know what to do like what's the first step what would you say is the first step in acknowledging that there may be a problem well I think the first step is really just acknowledging that something's going on uh, if you had I always tell people this if you had like if you had diabetes or heart problems or you weren't feeling that good physically mm-hmm. you wouldn't hesitate to go get some help right. you got to be that way with mental health because yeah. those symptoms are there like with depression for me it's the isolation Uh, eating too much, not eating enough, your sleeping pattern has changed, sleeping too much, not sleeping enough, things that you enjoy like me going to the gym or going to Wake Forest football games, all of a sudden I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. Um, My appearance, I take pride in my appearance, but all of a sudden you're letting yourself go and people are saying, hey, wait a minute, Fonda, you know, you're not looking like you normally do. What's going on here? So those are the kind of things that sometimes people just think that that's a phase that they'll come out of. But when you start seeing that on a regular, you need to go get some help. And uh, for me, with my depression, um, it's days where I feel like an elephant is sitting on me. Mm-hmm. I have no energy. Um, I don't want to comb my hair. I don't want to brush my teeth. Just taking a shower mm-hmm. is a lot of effort. And by I, the way, y'all yeah. can't see her, but she's a very well-groomed uh, lady. That's today. Yeah. Oh, she's very well groomed lady. No, we just look a hot mess. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. coming here like that, but I didn't know. I look like but I was the thing is, with, <laughs> with depression, some days you really don't feel like taking a shower. It takes every bit of energy just to go in there and cut that water on. Mm-hmm. And then it's been times when I've gone to the gym where that elephant is still sitting on me, my arms weigh a hundred pounds a piece and, you just and I can't get and people are going by me, my friends and mm-hmm. I'm looking at people and I can't get out of the car. I cannot oh, wow. make oh. myself get out of the car. And I've had I've sat there for two hours. Oh, and I've wow. cried sometimes. I'm like, God, I can't get out of this car. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, depression, you won today. Right. But I'm gonna regroup and I'll be back tomorrow. tomorrow. I never mm-hmm. let it take me more than a day. A day it might hit me, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let it turn into two or three because it can get very dangerous real quickly. I haven't had a suicide attempt in years, but it's always there. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll think about suicide, but it's a passing thing. So the thing is, I know what to do to get help. And what makes me so passionate about mental health is... I know how I feel some days, right. and it's a lot of people out here that feel that way, and, don't and they don't know what it. to do. So I, what I tell people is, if you're feeling extremely tired, if you're feeling isolated, if you're thinking about death, if you you uh, you know you don't want to be social anymore, go see what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Go get help. It's mm-hmm. no shame. Your brain is an organ. Right. the most powerful organ. It tells us how to drive. It tells us where to go. So it can get sick. But it can get better. But that's not how society sees us. They see us as walking the streets, mm-hmm. crazy. You know, we use that word a lot. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Hair standing over our heads. But I'll tell you something. 
that most people, I think, in society, because they're not educated on mental health, they think we have schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Only 1% of the population has schizophrenia. And they're two wow. different things. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody know what the number one mental health disorder is? Taking a guess. What you would think the number one mental health disorder is. Anxiety. Anxiety, anxiety yeah, is anxiety. number one. And people think, oh my God, that's worrying. That worrying can also cause a lot of havoc in Heck your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, worrying about something you can't control, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. stomach. And then number two is depression. depression yeah. And the World Health Organization is saying that by 2030, which is not that far off, right. depression Ooh, will be the number one debilitating disease in the, in the world. Oh my goodness. But does world. it kind of make you think like, okay, so if you think, at a state of because I never thought I would be diagnosed with anything you know I'm just saying I'm a normal girl you know we all have issues Mm -hmm. but I went to the doctor and realized there was a major issue a major major issue like you can't be this grateful you know have all this stuff going on and be this sad all the time so with that being said do you think it's like based on social media Mm -hmm. uh, social media and social media do yeah. you think that plays because i look at different like eras of the world and it seems like the biggest the constant change for us is caring about what other people think and it's all internet driven social media so do you think that's a big part um, yes, we talk about that all the time with NAMI, with MHA, that social media is deadly. It's, it, it, you know, perfect example, we're talking about the media. Uh, what just happened in Colorado where the father just oh, killed yeah. the wife that was pregnant and the, right, two, little and the girls. two little girls. Well, oh. if you, they said that she was always posting how great their life was. Of course. You know, yeah. um, they going on trips, the kids are loving their dad. Mm-hmm. But see, I always tell people, be careful, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because I know people who sit up and look at other people's uh, Facebook page or Instagram, and they're like, oh my God, they got a great life. You don't really know that. And it's not even be careful. You, you, just don't do yeah, it. you just don't do it. But a lot of people do that <laughs> oh, because yeah, they want to escape their own mm-hmm. life. And exactly. they think by looking at somebody going on trips, looking at somebody mm-hmm. having a great life, nice car, nice house, right. everything's okay. Everything is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, sometimes you just got to walk away from social media. Yeah, and for y'all know. young people, y'all millennials and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I hate but the thing is is that teacher. I didn't grow up with that <laughs> you know I didn't grow Generator up with uh, the the internet and everything and I tell my son this sometimes when I was a child number one we ate dinner together as a family we talked uh, the grocery store would close at six o'clock on Saturday. You could not go back in there until Monday. Yeah, there was no AT, There was no ATM. Yeah, there was no ATM back then. But what it was is life was slower. Because everything, everything is now, If you ever yeah. watch any commercials, what's they always saying? Fast, easy, convenient. Yeah. Fast, mm-hmm. easy, convenient. And that's how the generation is now. They want everything now. Yeah. It's, love. it's self-gratification. Yeah. No one has compassion or empathy for anybody. And that has a lot to do with mental health, too. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, treat people with kindness. Mm-hmm. Because you never you know never what somebody's know going through. What somebody's you never know through. what somebody's going through. It's many a day that y'all look at me or you could see me and you could say, hey, Fonda, how you doing today? And I'll say I'm fine, but I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not fine. So put yourself in other people's shoes. But again, sometimes you got to walk away from the Internet because it really is. I 
think one of my friends who um, was a deputy chief here, his name is Eddie Levins. He just retired three years ago and he's head of security with the Panthers. He mm -hmm. calls it the devil. And mm -hmm. he's right because it causes a lot of problems. Look at Instagram. You yeah. got young girls now thinking, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to get a I real job. Instagram Instagram I want to be an Instagram model. Get because they sit up and talk about <laughs> how they get flown to places yeah. and get 10 and, uh, five and ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars and they use you and send you back home you don't see anything wrong with that yeah. that's low self-esteem mm -hmm. but that's what's going on with our young girls exactly. all these reality shows well, same thing well kind of speaking on that um i know like when like growing up we didn't really talk about mental illness or anything like that of course you know know what's going on and then i went to wake forest and one of my girlfriends i mean we were wondering why she would not leave her house. She wouldn't take a shower and we found out she was depressed. And so that was my first encounter with it. And so um, later on when I met you, you were always telling me one in four, one in four. And so kind of can you tell me there is no phase for mental illness. So like what demographics is it affecting? How is it affecting? Because I know you know a lot of statistics. Yeah, I so keep like, those statistics. <laughs> well, for African Americans. Yeah. Yes, I'm just well, trying to know. I want to give people, our audience, a face of it because yeah. it has no face. It has no but, face. And that's the point. And it so, has no face and it does not discriminate yeah. because if you look at, for instance, your dad was in the NBA. Yeah. You have two NBA players, Kevin Love and what's this, DeRozan, mm -hmm. that played for uh, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. People would look at them and say, hey, what do you have to be depressed about? And perfect example, when the mm -hmm. Hornets were here, and I think your dad was playing with, um, oh gosh, what was his name? Um, Anthony Mason? No, it wasn't Anthony Mason. It was Kendall Gill. Kendall, yeah. Kendall Gill and I went through depression at the same time. Oh, wow. He had to take medication. He, I don't know if he was suicidal, but he was going through depression. And I remember what people were saying. How in the world can he be depressed? He's an NBA player. He's yeah. making money. I had to tell him it has nothing to do has with that. It, look at, uh, I was in TJ Maxx the other day and saw um, a Kate Spade handbag. Oh. I saw a Kate Spade. Oh, and yeah. it automatically, it brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, you didn't have to die. Right. You know, if you would have just gotten Her, help. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. I mean, you look it, at those people and you're like, again, they have... But see, as mental health advocates, but you are, feel like you don't. Yeah, but it's I feel a like it may be even more pressure at that point. Yeah, yeah but exactly. the thing is, is that people always look at them and say they have so much, yes. but they don't have as much as you think. You're yeah, lonely. Exactly. And, people and don't understand. They, they're lonely, and, and they don't want sometimes. to show a sign of weakness. True. Relying, yeah. wrapping your life around materialistic yes. things is lonely. Period. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. But it's also hard. You got to realize something. When you're going through depression, mm -hmm. and I'm close with my family, mm -hmm. but even my own mother. I was handcuffed 23 years ago and taken to a mental health facility. Had no idea what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. I just knew that something was bad wrong. And I get there in handcuffs and I had a black officer that took me there. And when we get in there and he take when we get out, that's why it's so hard for me to go to Pineville because when I go to Pineville, I get this terrible taste in my mouth like because that's where I was. TS, but when he took me out of that car, I wanted to run with handcuffs on. Never been handcuffs. And so when he gets me in there and I finally calmed down because I was livid. And when I get in there, I call my mother. And the first thing she said was, you just need to be stronger. And then she told me that depression ran in our family. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of things that contribute to a lot of stuff and you don't feel even with today I don't feel comfortable talking to my mom and actually she's one of my triggers sometimes she'll call and I say oh you tell not me. today Woo! not today I love you, you but like today not today because she the devil is a lie. <laughs> 
God damn it, believe me. And so I had to learn. It's you like being a baby. You have to learn all that over again. Like the first thing my therapist said was, Fonda, who do you put first? And I said, my son, he's 12. She said, wrong answer. Right. She said, when that bag drops on your face, what are you supposed to do in a, in a plane? Put it on your face first. And then you help, help somebody else. Yeah. So that sounds a lot easier said than done. Right. Because we've been raised as black people, is God, family, and we fall somewhere down in there. Mm-hmm. And if you upset that apple cart, you're selfish. But I had to become selfish to save my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm still selfish. Not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But I know if I'm not healthy, I can't help me. Exactly. I can't help my son, my grandson. And I can't yeah. help all these people that are out here. So the thing is, is that we have to do better in recognizing mental health. We got to start talking about it. And these celebrities who come out and say, hey, I have a mental health condition, but then they don't do anything after that. Mm-hmm. They need to start helping us. They will get out and they'll champion cancer. They'll champion mm-hmm. diabetes. Right. They will champion AIDS. But when's mm-hmm. the last time you seen somebody famous standing beside somebody like me? Right. Uh, exactly. Michelle Williams with Destiny's Child has been yeah. in and out of mental health facilities. She just went in, back. Yep, she, in and out. Um, her depression is yeah. no different than mine, mm-hmm. but let her tell it. Fonda's crazy. I'm not crazy. Until we erase that line in the sand and we start working together with just as hard as they do on cancer and diabetes, nothing is going to change. Let's give Nothing's people the change. definition of crazy first. Of all. Oh, and yes, in our culture, <laughs> well, I hate that word. You know, I hate yeah. it. I love it because <laughs> I am crazy. Is when you do something knowing you're doing it. Okay, that's totally different yeah. than I think. Somebody well, I don't mind if somebody says it's a crazy situation, but when people say crazy. I will admit that that is one of the hardest things to go back and reverse, especially for African-American men. Mm -hmm. I have had parents who have reached out to me and said, please, my son needs help. I will call the son and I said, hey, your parents are worried about you. You need some help. Let me see if I can help you. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And that's the first. Yeah, Yeah, that's because we use that word. We throw it around like, oh, you're crazy. And then, you know, black people, we take it a step further. Cray cray. Yes. Oh, yeah. We take it a step further. (laughs) We take it a step further. Yeah, black people just try to pray. Yeah, you cray cray. And then, (laughs) yes. And then we got the other other section of the religious part. I wrote a blog for NAMI called You Can't Pray Away a Mental Health Condition. It is one of the most popular blogs Nami said it has ever been written. Mm -hmm. And I love reading what people say. Can you drop that website real quick? I I will give it to you. It's Nami, N-A-M-I dot org. And you can go to the stories or the blogs Mm -hmm. and it will pull it up and it says you can't pray away. And you ought to read the comments that people make. They really are opening up. They thank me. They'll tell me their stories. And that just lets me know how bad our culture is suffering. Yeah. We're still suffering. And then we got that church aspect of it. If you just pray enough, mm-hmm. if you just, you know, if you just get the help. And look what happened in Gaston County just a couple of months ago with Roger Self, oh, who yeah. drove his car yeah. through a restaurant and killed story. two of his family yes. members. Oh, wow. He so had tried to kill himself. He had depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he went to his pastor. And his pastor probably was sweating and yelling and opening the Bible mm-hmm. and reading in the Bible. He didn't need the Bible. He needed real-time help. Right. Mm-hmm. He needed real-time help. Mm-hmm. So because he didn't get the help that he needed, he had attempted suicide before. Mm-hmm. And then the family didn't know the warning signs. He told his family, um, put the guns away. When he said that, they should have had him in a car or right. calling that the police. But they didn't. So he goes to a restaurant with his family, steps outside, gets in his SUV, drives the car through the restaurant, kills his daughter, 
his daughter-in-law injures his son and his son-in-law. Those uh, no, his wife. Those are the kind of things that happen. And of course, when he you lived. I'm sure. So what can we do to help promote the acknowledgement of mental illness? Well, number household? one, you got to break down the walls of stigma. You got to start talking about it. You got to be just as comfortable talking about mental health as you would a physical condition. Mm -hmm. And we need everybody's help. I call it connecting the dots. We need athletes. We need politicians. We need students. We need everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Because I can't do this by myself. Right. I do have other advocates to step up, but it's not just us. Mm -hmm. It's everybody. So that's the one thing I keep telling everybody. Get involved. Right. Learn, And one thing I will say to everybody who's listening, get educated. Mm -hmm. Learn about a mental health condition. Learn what bipolar is. Learn what depression is. Because it's not what you think. And again, it's no face to it. And it's only different types. It's always. Like chemical imbalances, the situational. I knew someone who had seasonal depression. Yes, mm -hmm. and I had it too. I can't stand the weather to be two or three days rain. I, mm. It starts like I feel like I'm getting closed in. So the thing is, I always tell people, learn about it. And as far as suicide goes, with the stats, they're alarming. Right now, 123 Americans are dying every day. Oh my God! 22 veterans a day. And listen oh, to I this: can't that. for every completed suicide, there are 25 attempts. No. So if you do 145 times 25, that comes to 3,650 people a day that attempt suicide. 90% of them have a mental health condition and stigma, the shame, the discrimination that comes with us having it is why they don't go get help. So it's not about us being weak. It's not about us being selfish. Now, there are suicides where people are selfish, yes. especially if they're backed into a corner. Like if they committed a crime yeah, or whatever yeah, or exactly. done something. Yeah. But for the most part, like the young lady who jumped off the bridge in mm -hmm. February and allegedly killed her two children, she was in pain. And I'll tell y'all something. The pain that we feel at the time that we decide to end our own life, I can't even describe it. We know if we How jump off a bridge, you? it's going to hurt. to be at that yeah. point. You know it's going to hurt. But that pain that you're feeling inside is worse than you Knowing jumping that off that bridge. Hurt. It's worse. And something else I'll tell people, we don't want to die. We just want that pain yeah, to go uh, away yeah, at that yeah. moment. And thank God my Aunt Kelly heard me. And the thing is with the stats, more women attempt suicide more often. Like if we don't hit it the first time, we keep attempting until we get it right. Men, they usually do it and it's one and done. But for women, we tend to, you know, if you got a friend who's already attempted suicide, you need to make sure you keep checking on them and see if they're okay, they're in a good place. Because if they've done it once, they can have a trigger and they'll do it again. So those are some of the stats. And oh, for young people, ages 10 to 24, suicide is the second leading cause of death. When I joined NAMI four years ago, suicide was the third leading cause of death on college campuses. It is now number two. Yeah, it is now number two. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's number two. And we're losing students left and right. So that's why I said, if y'all want to help us, you need to get educated and you need to get involved. And the words that we use, crazy, committed suicide, and that's something else too. Committed. When you say committed suicide, yeah. it used to be a crime for us to kill ourselves. I don't know how you're going to arrest us and we're already dead. Right. We say either died by suicide or took their own life. So even words have a lot to do with it because... Mm -hmm. Mental health is not a warm and fuzzy subject. Not it's not. But at the end of the day, there's recovery. Mm -hmm. There's hope. You know, I always some some days I've had I've had very bad days, you know, but I realize that I can go to sleep and the next morning is a new day. And I know that I'm going to help somebody who's struggling. 
And I know that my Aunt Kelly saved my life. She's a hero as far as I'm concerned. She saved my life. She went up against my mother and my grandmother. And that's something else too. If you have a friend or a loved one that's going through something, get them help. Yeah, they're going to be mad because I was mad. <laughs> right. I was mad. I mean, handcuffed and taken to a mental health facility. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, she did exactly what was right. Mm -hmm. She did exactly what was right. If she hadn't done it, I wouldn't be here. I might not have died on Valentine's Day, February 14, 1995. But eventually something, I would have died. And I thank her. So I, ha I feel obligated to get out here and educate people. I get out, and one of my favorite things to do is not being dressed up and, um, you know, out here in front of people. I love getting out and doing just uh, grassroots advocacy. Mm -hmm. uh, when Kate Bourdain and uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain died, I got tired of hearing people saying, uh, there are no warning signs to suicide. Yes, they are. Yeah. So I went uptown yes. Charlotte, I and I had a sign that said, suicide is preventable. Learn the warning signs. And I walked up and down Moorhead Street, mm -hmm. right there at the dog pound, up and down, and I had that sign. And mm -hmm. I also had the suicide warning cards. And I'm going to give you all these before I leave. Okay. But the suicide warning cards, and it has the warning signs. And I gave them out to I don't know how many people. And then a week later, when Logic was here, I said, oh, what a great opportunity oh, yeah. to do some advocacy work. I stood out there for three hours and I gave it about 350 of these <laughs> you because go, I wanted to talk to parents mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to children about this and every one of them took a card I said it's one thing for y'all to know the suicide hotline number right, yes right, but y'all yeah. can learn what mm -hmm. this what it is to help save a friend and then a couple weeks later before sanity not vanity I went to um, the Charlotte Knights to promote sanity not vanity and they had me out there on the ballpark field talking about what I went through and then I did the um, uh, community corner table and this white man came up to me and he said I just want to thank you for what you're doing he said my 14 year old took his own life last year and he had three other children, so of course I gave him these. Right. And I'm gonna give y'all one of these wonderful wristbands that I designed. <laughs> oh, yes, that have and, I, and one thing I have added to it is a national text number mm -hmm. because you know oh, y'all young sorry. people don't like to talk on the phone. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all young people. So I added the text, and I've been giving them out to a lot of college. Um, uh, students, especially college Smart. football players, mm -hmm. and it has 741, 741. So if somebody was in a crisis, all they got to do is text, and they can text back and forth with a counselor. Because not always are we in that suicide mode. Sometimes you just need to unleash. Yeah. So those are the things that I would just suggest that y'all do to get involved. We don't have enough money for mental health. We don't have enough facilities. A friend of mine's daughter tried to take her own life just this week. And guess what? They put her out at University Hospital, which is um, CMC University. That is not a mental health facility. Uh, Randolph Road was full. Davison was full. And Novant has a mental health floor. All of them were full. They had to take her all the way to Jacksonville, oh North Carolina, goodness. to get help in a police car. So that's what I'm saying. It's totally different. If she had cancer or diabetes, she got a room just like that. So that's part of the thing, too. We need celebrities. We need everyday people to say, you know what? We need to have a fundraiser. We need to help them to raise money. Because even with NAMI, we just wanted to raise for the, um, the walk in Raleigh, $150,000. That's not much. Mm -hmm. We didn't even make that. We made like 135000 and I think we eventually got to it. Mm -hmm. Then you had the... Um, 
what was that? The 24-hour booty here in oh, Charlotte yeah. for cancer. They raised 1.4 million. Are you? Are you serious? 1.4 million. Wow. So you see the difference because people stick that stigma. I will say, um, when I was working with for Safe Alliance, mm-hmm. um, we did a study trying to figure out like different causes that people fund more. Mm-hmm. And you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Um, mental illness and domestic violence was one, two of the hardest causes to um, fundraise for, mostly because like. People think they're private issues and they're not for public, you know, consumption or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I find that so odd because I mean, no matter what the problem is, you should be able to want to help. So it is because, like right. I said again, it's not warm and fuzzy. Yeah. But I'm pushing it towards that because in July, we no in May. Uh, we turned the building, the Duke Energy went green yeah. that night for um, Mental Health Awareness Month. It went green again in July for uh, National Minority Mental Health Month. Next month is Suicide Prevention Month. World Suicide Prevention Day is September 10th. It's going yellow. I'm going to go uptown again and I'm going to be <laughs> handing these out and talking to Charlotteans and like, hey, because most people are receptive to it. Most people. And then October 10th, the first week in October is uh, Mental Health Awareness Week, and the Duke Energy Building will be shining green. Um, what day is that? Uh, October 10th, which is World Mental Health Day. So on days like that, we need the public to get behind. They need to know, number one, why that building is the color the way it is, but they also need to take time again and get educated because until people get educated, they're still going to look at us as, gum under their shoe because they all think that we're out here talking to ourselves we're homeless and people don't even know 90 percent of the people who live on the streets have mental health and addiction issues yeah i was gonna say affordable housing if Mm -hmm. if we could provide more stable housing Mm -hmm. for people i heard that would reduce a lot of crime and also help a lot of people with mental illnesses it would but the thing is you can't just give them a place and say have at it you're gonna have to have counselors you're gonna have to have you know where they can get clean because one of my favorite stories was in the washington post several years ago there was this black man that they arrested for panhandling and when they took him to court they said um uh, who's going to be your attorney? And he said, I don't need an attorney. I'm an attorney. And everybody's like, yeah, right. <laughs> well, come to find out, he had a two-year degree from some school. He finished up at the University of Maryland, and he had gradu- graduated from Harvard Law School. Are you he serious? had been a top attorney, had won all kind of awards. Even the judge knew who he was once he opened up and said, he's, oh, my God, I know who you are. He had friends in the NFL and, 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 and management, all kind of stuff. And guess what had taken him down? Schizophrenia. So what can we do to help people? if we see the signs like I have a really close friend who lost a parent and she's not in a good place and when I try to talk to her about counseling she's not open to it so I'm going to push it well just kind of number one um just listen to her just let her talk and then just kind of urge her just a little bit say you know I'm worried about you um it's okay to go talk to someone just kind of just listen to her and just kind of guide her a little bit and just say hey i'm worried about you i think if you go to talk to someone it will help and tell her you'll go with her yeah you tell her you will go with her that will help because some people are terrified i mean the first time i went to a therapist even for outpatient i was terrified because you know in television and movies they always show us in yeah. a straight jacket, we're mm-hmm. crazy, we, we're hopped up on medicine, and it's not like that. So just kind of listen to her a little bit more and just kind of, you know, gently nudge her and say, hey, I'm really worried about you. You need some help, and I'll be more than happy to go with you. 
and, mm-hmm. and even tell her you'll be happy to look help her look up someone to go and see but don't let it go because the thing is is that she needs that nudging because if you just kind of leave her to her own thing it could turn serious mm-hmm. so just kind of just listen to her and just kind of you know continue to be the friend but just be a little more forceful and say hey i'm worried about you you need to get some help i'm worried about you i will go with you i'll help you find somebody and maybe that'll help her i'm a big advocate of counseling Um, i started counseling in college and a lot of issues you think you could talk out with your friends but some are just really heavy and if you're not a professional you don't know how to make it better yeah so i just try to tell her the good things and how it's helped me in my life but yeah, I got to get it. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, like I said, you just got to listen to her. And one yeah. of the things I suggest to people, including even y'all guys, mm-hmm. there's a great class out here that's free of charge that Lady Gaga and her mother are traveling the country urging people to take. Brandon Marshall, and it plays in the NFL, and his wife are urging people to take. It's called Mental Health First Aid. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. It's just it's like, like it's just it. like CPR, mm-hmm. but it's for mental health. And what it is is... It's two versions, an adult version and a youth version. It's eight hours. It's free of charge. They teach it here at Cardinal, uh, Carolina's Medical Center, Mental Health America, and Novon. You can go online to the national site and type in mental health first aid. It will bring it up. It will bring up where you can take classes. Now, I take it at Mental Health America mm-hmm. of the Central Carolinas, and they have a class open for adults the 23rd of this month and the youth and another adult version in October. It's a great class. It goes through every single mental health disorder. It goes through substance abuse. It also teaches you how to listen ju- non-judgmentally mm-hmm. to your friends who are going through stuff. Because sometimes we just don't want to hear what y'all got to say. Right. We just want y'all to listen. <laughs> listen. So it teaches you that, but it also put, puts you through role play. Right. Like, for instance, you and I would be talking. She'd have a piece of paper rolled up, and she'd be reading a script saying... Why are you talking to her? You shouldn't talk to her. Why are you listening to mm-hmm. her? And we're trying to talk, and that gives you a glimpse into What's schizophrenia. Going on in then oh. we let, we do uh, we talk about mental health. We do different kind of role play. Then we also look at a film where you have a man who is in psychosis, mm-hmm. and it's like one one of his neighbors is very has a lot of empathy and compassion and trying to help him, where the other neighbor is kind of a smart aleck and not believing what he's saying and thinking he's crazy. So it teaches you that, and then you do a quiz at the end which is from all what you've learned in those eight hours and it's not hard and then when you get that you get a certificate that says you are now mental health trained so you can go out here spot somebody in a crisis Mm -hmm. you can help them to get help you can know how to talk to them until every officer is trained in CIT which stands for crisis intervention team we have officers that we train in 40 hours for mental health and addiction if I was in a crisis right now I could pick up the phone and say hey I am in a mental health crisis would you please send a CIT officer not a regular police officer Mm -hmm. but CIT but until all those officers are trained because we got so many between the um, CMPD sheriff school system um, all of those what we they have to take is a mental health first aid class Mm -hmm. we're also training the firefighters in mental health first aid especially after what happened to Charlie a couple of months ago that's what happened when Charlie was cutting himself Mm -hmm. and then the CMPD officer killed him they said the the fire department didn't know what to do so we said we got to do something to stop this so I would urge y'all ladies 
to take the mental health first aid class for adults, if nothing else, because it will teach you some valuable stuff in your workplace, because there's people in your workplace that are going through stuff. Mm -hmm. My son works part-time at Fox Sports. Last year, one of his coworkers shot himself. Oh, my gosh. Went home, and they were like, we didn't know. I said, y'all, it was warning signs. Y'all just didn't know what they were. So I would behoove you to, wherever you are, to get your management, whatever, to take that class. I have already gotten Spencer Merriweather, our district attorney, is going to take the class. He's going to eventually get all the DAs to take it. I have gone to uh, Judge Hoover, who is a Superior Court judge. They're going to take the class, Superior and District, because they see it every day. Right. They mm-hmm. see mental health. And I'm also, we have a mental health court here in Charlotte mm-hmm. where you can go in if, let's say, you've committed a crime, but your mental health had a lot to do with it. Instead of going to Superior or District Court, they will bring you to the mental health court to get you help. Because sometimes putting somebody in jail or prison, it's it's not going to work. So we got that too. So it's all kind of resources out here that can educate people and help them, but they got to be wanting to take, you know, to take responsibility and take it. So that's something that y'all guys should really look into, the mental health first aid class. You take it once, you only have to take it every three years. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely be. mm -hmm, It's a great, great class. I'm so proud that I've taken it now. My youth has expired, so I have to take that again in October. Mm -hmm. But it's just really worth having because it's a lot of y'all. I bet you all three of y'all are uh, CPR. What is a CPR? The, oh, mm, the last time I took that was like Girl Scouts. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was when I was a babysitter. Okay, I, know how to, I know how to call that one more. But you know, most people do take, you know, they urge yeah. companies take you know, that's that's true. CPR. Yeah. yeah. Most people urge you to take the CPR class. Yeah. Well, mental health first aid is that. that. It should be a part of that. Matter of fact, some school districts are, they're, it's mandatory. Oh, that's to take awesome. It. It's I, mean, I bet there's it so should. many school age mm-hmm. children that is, are. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just great because, like I said, Lady Gaga and her husband, I mean, I heard his, his her um, mom, they've been traveling the country urging people to take it. And then Brandon Marshall, who has his own mental health issues, him and his wife, they are right there too. They've, they've taken a class and they go to different parts of the country urging people. So if you get a chance, take it. And whoever's listening, if you want the class, just go type in mental health first aid and it will come up and you type in, you want to take a class, find your city, and then the, it will bring up where to take it because it's free for right now guys some places charge but like mental health america of central carolinas they don't charge and they do a bang up job and they feed you really well too oh that's awesome well <laughs> you've definitely dropped a lot of resources and knowledge so i hope you don't mind if we change it to something a oh, little that's lighter fine. okay that's fine. um so we like to ask some of our guests um, what's maybe a rumor or maybe a funny misconception that most you've people, heard about yeah, you've heard about yourself in these streets? But <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about my... four. Uh, or just the streets in the world. Uh, let's see. What somebody has thought about me. Or just a rumor. We call it rumor patrol. So this is your time to clear the air. Oh, let me tell you. I've been called a bulldozer. Ooh, I have okay. been called a bulldozer by another mental health organization. They Ooh, said, is that shade? <laughs> Yes, last year. Yes, I um, got an email one day from uh, another mental health organization because we had uh, last year for suicide prevention, um, we got they got a uh, what is a proclamation, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't think 
the speech that they gave was really good enough. I wanted them to really see what it looked like at the time for 117 people dead. So I took 107, seven bags with 117 pieces of Jolly Ranchers. Y'all should have been there. You got the candy. So I went there and I put it on the desk. And um, the person who was over the foundation here did not like it. And um, thought I overstepped my bounds. And next thing I knew, I got an email that said that, I was Good. a bulldozer. Petty. <laughs> petty. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Petty little bit. <laughs> I said, I'll take that bulldozer. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're spreading the word. Exactly. Because if I have to roll over to get stuff done, then that's what I have I to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you so, heard it here on Rumors. You heard it here on Rumors. Monday is a bulldozer. Don't get me a t-shirt with it. <laughs> But you know, bulldozer gets stuff done, Bro, correct? Right. Yes. So, hey, get it done. Well, if anything, they get knocked shit out the way. So. You better spray right. your crown. Right. Right. That's exactly. right. So, hey, no over here. I was like, I cannot believe this. So, yeah, so that's the, the rumor that I'm, you know, I, I'm uh, very, not pushy, but just a bulldozer. So, hey, I'll take that. If, if I can help somebody save somebody's life. Then give me that title. See I know, that's right. So I that's the it. rumor. Yes. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, y'all are welcome. Thank y'all. I really here. enjoyed we this. Definitely I appreciate the conversation. We'll definitely we have you back. Yeah, and we have to say our goddess of the week. And so, uh, I guess in honor of Aretha Franklin passing away <sighs> yes. today, she is. Yeah, she's like the goddess of the century. Rest her soul. Seriously, yes. she yes. was such a powerful spirit, and yes. it's, it's sad that you don't. You know, like people say, why do we not acknowledge the legends while they're here? Why do we yeah. wait till they're dead? But um, this one just really touched me today. I've been crying all day. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, sad. And, uh, it's Brit- very sad. Brittany and I were talking about this earlier, though. Um, that generation, like with Aretha, my father, um, a lot of them, James Brown, they suffered a lot. Mm-hmm. They dealt with a lot of mental health issues. And as a matter of fact, I was telling her that um, I, right before I left out, they were talking about her on the CBS Evening News, and they were saying how she fought with depression, oh, yeah, alcoholism, mm-hmm. and also her weight. Because you'd see Aretha sometimes, and she'd be, she'd be skinny, skinny, and then and the next right minute back she, up. But see, that's also about... Um, people eat. People mm-hmm. think, you know, eating, oh, that's no big deal. But people will eat because they find Trying comfort to in it. Yeah. yeah, and then what, what she went through, because you think about it, the era they grew up in, the racism that they had yeah. to deal with, the pain that they had to deal with, there was no um, domestic violence, didn't have domestic violence mm-hmm. then. It was domestic violence back then. Men treated women terribly. Right. Women were also promiscuous I back mean, then. I mean, because she definitely sung about it. And if you listen, you can hear. Oh, you can hear her whole you life can hear story. Everything. Everything. Like, you can hear the pain in this woman's voice and I think that's what makes it soulful mm-hmm. but I tell I tell life. people all the time that you know we're a culture of secrets mm-hmm. we've always been even in the movie Black Panther you saw where the secrets oh, yeah yes yeah, so you think about the secrets because when he came and I could really relate to that when he came to see his relatives and they were so nasty to him, like, you mm-hmm. know, Angela Bassett was like, when he said, hey, auntie, and she was like, huh? That's the way he said it to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, but it's also the fact that she didn't yeah. like that. But and he was also trying to kill yeah. her son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give her some credit. And I'll give her a little bit, but the couple, <laughs> give her a bit. that was before. That was actually before he told her. But the thing is, what oh, yeah, I'm saying true. is, it's our culture. We keep a lot of secrets yes. and those secrets hurt. Mm-hmm. And they also have a lot to do with our mental health. Mm-hmm. and it never changes. Aretha went through a lot 
and it helped her to be a great a great uh, entertainer and things, but she went through a lot of pain. And, and that's probably what kind of progressed over the years with her getting sick and everything else was all that pain that she was keeping inside. So I, I really hate that she's gone, but mm -hmm. the great thing is she's not suffering. Oh, and yes. her music Amen. is here yes, for all forever, to enjoy so. forever. So yeah. we can at Rest least be glad that we queen. had her as long mm -hmm. as we did. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, thank you so much. Can you tell people how they can get in contact with you? Well, I give out my number all over Charlotte, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't as long as I can help somebody. But actually, you can reach me through social media, even though it's the devil. <laughs> yes, it's the devil. That's you can reach me at uh, Fonda Bryant uh, on uh, Facebook. You can also reach me on Twitter as ProudMom72 because that's my my son's number when he played at Wake Forest. <laughs> and if you really need me really bad, you're going through something, you can actually call me. I really don't mind giving out my number. Mm -hmm. It really is. So my number is 704-807-3267. And I always tell people, you're not alone. Don't suffer in silence. And if you need help, there's help out here. There's always hope and we can recover. So if anybody's going through something, you got three avenues to reach out to me. Please do not hesitate to reach out if you need help. Yes. Thank you for your time. And all your gems. You dropped so many gems. You dropped so many. Yes, I love it. I love it. So I got three mental health warriors now. So I expect y'all to be out here doing stuff. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait till y'all take the class. Oh, I'm taking sure. I can't wait. I'd definitely be interested All in right. Well, I'm glad that I was here. Thank you. Well, we are signing off, and this is Britt Bogues, Tessity Nicole, Brittany Panache. And Naomi's not here. Ah! <laughs> but we miss her. <laughs>